Welcome to Master the Pause with Marion Moss. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome. This is Marion Moss at Master the Pause. Thank you for joining us today uh, to uh, be a master of the pause. It is a way to expand your consciousness through the control of your inhalation and exhalation. In these podcasts, my guests use breath consciousness as a way to work with their own health or with clients and patients. And the experiences of the use of the breath are broad and life-changing. I would like to also let you know about, uh, I'm on Patreon now, and you just look for Master the Pause and find practical steps in meditation and relaxation. And uh, every month we'll have something for you to look forward to in the way of uh, becoming peaceful and relaxed in these times, particularly in these times. And uh, we'll have personal stories and guest meditation teachers and more information and tips on how to stay centered in your life. Thank you for joining us. And my guest today is Laura Libby, also known as Ophelia Flame in her uh, former life. (laughs) Hello, Laura. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank this you is going to be me. so colorful, I can tell you. This is, uh, I've been looking forward to uh, knowing all about you because you have such an interesting background in life and it's full and dynamic. And what can I say? I want to tell people right away if they want, if they happen to be listening right now, that OpheliaFlame.com, if you want to uh, log into her website, you can have a good look at uh, some fabulous photos of her in her spectacular costumes. But Laura's not just uh, um, a uh, burlesque sensation. So I'm going to let you know a little bit more about her, and then she'll let us know even more. So Laura Ophelia Flame, Laura Libby, also known as an award-winning burlesque sensation, Ophelia Flame, has been a dancer, a teacher, a coach, a healer, a merrymaker for the last 30 years. Her experience as a group fitness instructor, massage therapist, and burlesque performer gives Laura a unique sense of intuition and understanding of the body. These Many experiences support Laura's deep desire to move people to love themselves and discover their truest potential using music, movement, and magic. Laura empowers people to live life with more joy and pleasure. And uh, I, I have to say, we haven't met very often, but we, I know your mother dearly. And she also, she also um, I interviewed her. On, with the Hazel Diaries, which if you guys want to listen to that, that's a great story too. So this is the mother of Hazel, everyone. <laughs> yeah. She would be Laura. cringing on behalf of all of us right now if she were here. Stop talking oh. about me as a 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> She's a dear. Um, I want I want to know and tell us so 
as much, much as you want, uh, how your life became to be a burlesque dancer, a yoga teacher, and so forth and so on. What tied all of that together? What was your inspiration? How would you describe yourself? I know that's a lot of questions, but go ahead. That's a lot. Oh, that is like, that's a million dollar question. Boy, let's see. I, I am um, tend to fall down rabbit holes. I'm a chatty patty here. So you might have to reel me back. Um, especially when I'm falling down memory lane. Uh, let's see. Well, you know, I grew up going to the meditation center with my parents um, in Minneapolis. And um, so yoga has always really been a part of my life. Um, and you know, how I became a burlesque performer is, you know, I've always known that dance has always been my my medium. Movement has always been my heart and soul um, is, is for as long as I can remember. And, you know, I, I, I'm also like not six foot two and, uh, you know, I didn't meet the criteria of being a professional <laughs> dancer. Um, and, you know, I've always been, a, I always was a student of dance. So like, I, I really, um, you know, I studied a lot of ballroom dance and some flamenco oh. dance and Latin dance was always really my favorite. And, um, and the full story is, and I, when I was 21, I started marrying working in a strip club and <gasps> I've strip club. <gasps> I know. <laughs> You get experience. Well, you sure do. Let me tell you, there's no <laughs> bigger hustle than being a stripper. Let me tell you. Um, uh, say what you want about the choice. As I've said, it was a wonderful experience for me. It allowed me to travel the world. Uh, I worked in Minneapolis and um, in Chicago and New Orleans and Las Vegas in, in big show clubs in the 90s. Wow. Um, and, you know, had a great time, wonderful experiences, had a lot of freedom, made a lot of money and uh, was able to, you know, yeah, just have a lot of experiences that I may not have been able to do otherwise. And, um, and then, you know, that sort of lost its magic. I did a number of other things along the way too. Um, I think I actually, at that time, I, I started my, um, my teacher training in yoga. Well, I'll pause on that. I'll finish the, 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 the career in, in stripping, stripping, air quote stripping. Um, and then as it started to sort of like lose its magic, the industry was changing. And, um, and I was getting a little older. I think I probably did that for maybe 10 years. And uh, that's a pretty I, good run. Yeah, it is. It is. It would be sort of on and off. But I, you know, I always loved what kept me so doing that for so long. Well, certainly the money and the flexibility, but really was the performance in the clubs that I worked in. They always had an element of performance. They had, you know, floor fans and fog and lights and, you know, big um, props and, and, um, and costumes and group numbers. And I, I just loved that. So I quit doing uh, dancing in clubs and then always knew that there was a history of, of stripping and um, I, which led me to the Burlesque Hall of Fame, which I just sort of went on a whim that was, um, is in now currently in Las Vegas, but at the time it was in Hellendale, California, the middle of the Mojave Desert, like middle of nowhere. Uh, a woman named Dixie Evans founded um, 
the uh the burlesque hall of fame was a full-on like a total 901c3 nonprofit museum huh? and um uh or 501 anyway and um she <laughs> and we went on a whim and i went on a road trip there was a contest and i entered and i took second runner up uh and i it was on your first try my first try and at that time um you know this was a very like classic burlesque in its you know there was lots of like feather fans and a lot of the legends of burlesque were there a lot of costumes and so, so the ones like we see in the movies yes yeah, yeah. That's and, you know, okay you've probably heard of tempest storm she she mm. just passed recently but was a legend of burlesque in the 50s she dated elvis i mean these incredible incredible oh. stories and so um and i was like i found my my people, this missing, missing link, right? So oh, it was like, yeah. oh, you, you get me. And, um, and then that made the transition from what that I call like fancy stripping for no money, <laughs> just burlesque. <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, um, no it's, it was very much about the performance. And, and people often ask, you know, well, what's the difference between burlesque and stip, stripping? And for me, I, I feel like the difference is intention, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of people who, are lonely. There's a lot of lonely people in the world. And I feel like, you know, strip clubs are very much about companionship. People go to strip clubs for companionship and they're referred to as customers. People go to strip or rather to burlesque show to be entertained and they're called and they're referred to as audience members. So interesting distinction. Yeah. Yeah. They both have their place. And, um, and uh, I'm happen to be fascinated by, and unapologetic about both, <laughs> yeah. which has led me then onto that next career of 20 years within the burlesque community. So um, totaling 30 years. 20 years. So wow. 20 years in burlesque. And if I'm throwing in that strip club uh, uh, segment, that, that makes it 30 years. So whoever knew, long story short, my mother, understandably, as a first generation feminist, was like, oh, hell no. Like you, <laughs> she hates it when I tell the story. She's like, I didn't swear. I'm like, yes, you did. She said <laughs> she was not happy about it. And I was like, listen, it was one of those first times where I said, you know, I don't expect you to, as a, you know, as an adult child to say, I don't expect you to like it, but I do expect you to accept it. And I'll do everything I can to help you understand and to let you know that I'm, that I'm safe and I'm doing what I want to do as an adult. And, um, and so I brought her to the club. And I introduced her to the managers and and the the security, and she saw where my locker was. She met the the uh, the the DJ and the the house mom and the hairdresser. Like we had hairdressers, and it was oh. a whole thing. Um, and she said, "Okay, Laura, if you're going to be a stripper, you better be the best goddamn stripper there ever was." <laughs> <laughs> so I really like many women just really <laughs> trying to make my mother happy and. Uh. Oh, good girl. Good girl. <laughs> so I think my mom would probably say that um, she's proud of me and I am the best damn stripper there ever was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I want to tell people about the, on, on the website, opheliaflame.com, there's an intro uh, video that I really, really like. And I did go on YouTube and uh, sorted out some of your special uh, ones. The, there was one in particular, um, 
if you can help me remember which yeah, one it right. was that I think you had a blue costume on. Uh, was it a big feather, like a big feather? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that is um, what I refer to as uh, the, my Phoenix inspired act. That's yeah. Phoenix inspired. Uh-huh. Is that the, is that the title of it? If people want to find it? Yeah, I would call, I think it's um, I think if you, if they look on YouTube, it's just, you know, if you search for Ophelia flame. Uh, okay. Come. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that was very special. You you probably saw. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, That one was um, at the Burlesque Hall of Fame as part of the uh, the reigning queen of burlesque competition, of which I think I took a second runner up in that one. Um, Could you say that a little louder? Second runner up. Yeah, second (laughs) of of reigning queen of burlesque. So. Yeah, and those um, that is like the Super Bowl of burlesque. It's um, held every year. Uh, the, as I had mentioned, I went that first year that what in 1999. That's what led me really into the world of burlesque. And then um, they moved the museum and Dixie Evans, who also has now sadly passed, to Las Vegas, and now it actually has a proper museum. Um, a, a proper location for and all of the memorabilia is at, is um, in Las Vegas proper now. And okay. so annually they do a fundraiser in June uh, of every year. Last year was virtual um, and this year was virtual. And you're in the museum. Something I, of I have museum. a number of things. I think there's some still some pasties on the wall and uh, they have, yeah, there's a fun a number of fun little little things in there so yeah but the fun i want to let people know about your costumes that are so elaborate and the photographs i mean they're visually stunning uh besides entertaining they're just i they're they're in indel indel indelible is that in my mind is is that a correct way to say that they are just i can't get them out i'm sending pictures of you underwater to everybody i know (laughs) thank (laughs) you i'm glad you enjoyed it that photo shoot i actually did two of those underwater photo shoots and um those are by a woman emerly sherman and she does incredible underwater photography um and yeah most of them with chiffon underwater so that is it gets a lot of that movement of the fabric underwater and it is so difficult to be you know to because she likes to what what i love about her work is um she you typically does a backdrop backdrop underneath the water so all the fabric is weighted down um i've done it both in the deep and the uh the shallow end but because she wants to have that reflection from the the surface mm. is sort of hover in this perfect spot between, you know, you can't just sink down and you don't want bubbles coming out of your nose and you got to open your eyes and control your body. And it's really difficult. <laughs> okay. So that brings me to my favorite topic. Yeah. How long do you hold your breath? As long as I can, right. Well, again, those are the good yogic, you know, and breathing techniques, uh-huh. you know, and also um, having techniques of, I uh, am a scuba diver. So I have that like oh, conscious perfect. awareness of breath and, um, and can find that meditation. And definitely it's something to, to tie into yoga and breathing into all things. Um, I don't know. I, I held it for as long as I could, but certainly taking some good deep breaths and holding and slowly exhaling and staying calm underwater was really the key. Staying calm. I was just going to say, uh, you can't be uh, thinking about 
anything else except being in the present moment. To, yeah. Right? Yeah. True. You have a lot to concentrate on in that time. Wow. That's, uh, I, I thought about that many times actually since we started talking. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, I think you probably saw in my bio as well that I started Minnesota's first school of burlesque called the Twin Cities Burlesque Academy. Right. And right. Uh, one of the one of the foundations really of that whole program is that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is I was always, always used to say that, or I will say, you know, we know that sexy is subjective, right? Some people like blonde, some like redheads, some like men, some like women, all, right? We know that sexy is subjective. And so there's something very radical and very, empowering about making that declaration that like I in my body, I am sexy and I feel just that that level of confidence. And so what I would teach is the two fundamentally important things that are universally sexy, even though we know that sexy is subjective. What do you think they are? What are the two well, things? You have to be confident in yourself, mm -hmm. right? And uh, you have to I think you have to come from your heart as well. I agree. I agree that I can add a third, I guess, from the heart. <laughs> what I say, what I say is presence. So I really feel like it, it is, you know, presence is, is so important, right? It's the, the, the greatest gift that we give to ourselves and that we can give to others, those that we love and care about. So that's, those are the two universally things. I mean, I think that presence is the sexiest it's what we're all really striving for. And it's like the most elusive well, thing, right? If I may say, I think there's, you have, have done, studied this so well that you're, you emanate a presence that mm -hmm. captivates your audience's attention. Uh, they, they, they can only be with you at that level, uh, which is, um, quite a quite a wonderful thing to accomplish thank you, and I, thank you. you yeah even if you were born with it you, you certainly have taken that to its heights well thank you that's kind yeah. I, and that really is ultimately one of my goals i mean i think that you know being on stage should be a reciprocal it's a, that that give and take right of like yeah not just about standing on stage and being adored it's about giving and receiving and and I think the really the key and the magic to that is um, is presence. And I also think, particularly given that that craft and medium, it is the crown jewel. It is one of the, the most elusive. I call it shark dancing. Like it happens where mm -hmm. people like if you just keep moving, just keep moving. You know, like you know the the the, the sharks if they stop, supposedly they die. I don't know if that's oh, true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like I feel that way in burlesque that a lot of people particularly when they first start, they uh, don't have the strength, confidence or courage, whatever you want to call it, to just stand still and just allow to be in the present and be in that moment. And um, that's what I was always, am always refining and uh, trying to teach people both in burlesque or in, in yoga, in yoga classes. I mean, I think that they, they're very yeah. similar in that, in that way. Do you have an example of a, a, an exercise you would do with someone to teach them something about their how to be present? 
possibly or or to to emanate something from themselves yeah i mean you know i always taught a lot of breathing techniques in burlesque and in yoga you know they are there are things there are a lot of there in the end they're really both about self-discovery right they're about transformation and breath is our greatest gift and key right to bring us to present and and it's a challenge right but um yeah so you know i i often liked to teach i i think you read that i recently aptly crudely named for a burlesque audience used to teach a class called calm the fuck down overcoming age fright yes (laughs) um, bleep 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 yes yeah oh (laughs) Pardon me, sorry. So and that, 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 you can so believe. And so that class uh, was about uh, focusing on stage fright. Yeah. And it it's a uh, specialty workshop, uh, which was wildly popular called Teaser Size. And, a claim, and her acclaimed class that focuses on stage fright entitled Calm the Fuck Down. Oh, you said so, it too. <laughs> oh, I did. Bleep, 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 bleep. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> bleep, bleep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so I apologize I, for anybody that's offended. I'm, <laughs> I apologize very much. We can believe so, it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's, a, that's a, that's a, I get, I get what you're trying to say with that. Of course. Well, I did give a warning. It was crudely worded for a burlesque audience who uh, mm. I also I also taught a class on improv, improv called Make That S Up. I got to tell you what fun you, these people will have taking your class. <laughs> I take it you're, you're, uh, you're not doing that so much anymore. I'm doing less burlesque. You know, I think that... Um, I really, you know, like a lot of folks, you know, over the pandemic, it really gave me an opportunity to really just focus on taking a personal inventory and what I'm doing with my time. And I will always do burlesque. I will always be a part of that community. I am so, I've met so many incredible, wonderful people who are still, you know, some of my dearest friends. I love performing. You'll never get rid of me. Sorry, folks, you'll never get rid of me. Uh, And, but, you know, I also recognized that I was so working so hard in um, just, you know, running the academy with several instructors and traveling to perform and, you know, running, having a family and running a household. And it was just like really making me sick, physically sick. You know, Hmm. I started having migraines and, uh, you know, a number of other sort of autoimmune issues. And it, I was really trying to figure out how to make some changes. It was time to make changes, but like, how do you get off the fast moving freight train, right? Well, COVID yeah. did that for a lot of people, I think gave you the opportunity yeah. or gave me the opportunity to really take an inventory. So um, I've been really looking at reinventing and doing new things. And over the course of the last Let's see, nine months, I guess, I started um, a teacher training program for a modality called NIA, which stands for Neuro, uh, Neuromuscular Integrative Action. And it is a moving meditation practice that combines dance arts, martial arts, and healing arts. And man, it is just rocking my world. I, I was excited to add something 
just new to my repertoire of things that I teach. You know, I teach vinyasa and meditation, bar, spin, you know, a bunch of different things at, at various clubs and or online. And oh, I'm just going to learn this new thing and, and add it, add it to the list of things I can offer. And there is so much more depth than I ever anticipated. And I just have been, it is just really so fulfilling. And I really look forward to starting to share that. Can you say a little bit more, but, oh yes, please do. Uh, Please say a little more about Nia. How, how does that work? Well, it's, you know, typically a, a a 60 minute class it's done um, barefoot or soft soft soled shoes. And what I love about it is it's really, well, there's seven cycles. So we, you know, we have our warm up and our, you know, we get moving, we get the heart rate moving, and then we have a nice cool down. And they, there are segments that are um, referred to, it lends from that martial art aspect. So there's what they refer to as katas or little chunks of choreography. And um, that are meant to sort of confuse you a little, it's a little bit of a puzzle. Oh, and, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it offers a great opportunity for self-compassion when you're really frustrated that you can't get the thing. <laughs> um, is, is the result to, uh, something to do with the, well, of course, the neurons in the brain? And yeah. so that you, I would think like in Feldenkrais, it kind of reminds me of the Feldenkrais method where you, you're breaking up patterns, habitual patterns. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, okay. yeah that Feldenkrais, Feldenkrais is actually one of the elements of the healing arts. So the healing arts is, so so we're doing those movements, um, building that neuroplasticity, right? So we're mm-hmm. we're offering the opportunity, the brain, the opportunity to go, wait, hold on, you know, and, and build these new pathways. So the healing yeah. arts aspect is Feldenkrais, uh, um, also Alexander Technique and yoga. And then the martial arts is Tai Chi, Taekwondo and Aikido and dance is uh, jazz, modern, and Duncan dance, uh, which is much more like fluid, fluid movement. Um, and so, uh, lost my train of thought. Let's see. So, yeah. So the, the, the intention behind, behind, um, combining all of those, which it seemed inconceivable that you could put all those things in the kitchen sink into one, on one hour class, but it's true. You can, and we do. And, the end result is really to find um, to unify mind, body, spirit, and emotion, hmm. which is really wonderful. I have experienced, and I hear oftentimes others um, who have said, "I don't know what it is about Nia, but I just feel um, just so con- con- so complete, right? So balanced yeah. after your practice." Uh, I also love that it's really accessible for folks. Like it isn't. You know, sometimes I've found that in more vigorous yoga or like a vinyasa practice that like your modifications are sort of like, you know, temporary until you can get back to that stronger you or something like that or weight loss or strong triceps. You know, this is the modifications are in um, they're not modifications, they're levels. So you're operating at a level three or rather like a level one is much more close to the body. Level two is just moving out from the body a little further. And level three can be, you know, jumping animated. So, and you know, our bodies are different every day, right? So we have the opportunity, like maybe I want to dance a one today. Maybe I think I'm a level three. There's all this opportunity to like, to really um, self-reflect on, on our 
Yeah. And you, it's a, like, it's, it's a way to check in to see where, what level you're really operating on and yeah. your mind could be, could be fooling you when your body goes like, no, I can do this. No, or I can't do this. And I want to do maybe. So you, the levels show you where you're at and where you can go. Is that yeah, the idea? Definitely. Is that why the, 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 there are colored belts that go with this, uh, like in karate? Yeah, the belts are really for the training. So anybody can do the training. You don't have to be an instructor, but the white belt is, um, is uh, you have to do the white belt if you are wanting to be a teacher. And the white belt is all about the art of sensing, all about the art of sensing the body. And I didn't realize that that's what I had needed when I found Nia. And so that training, you know, I having been, as I said, a professional dancer for 30 years, you know, I had become very skilled at moving my body for others, moving, monetizing my body. And in a meditation about a year ago, I, uh, I said, my body is a tool, not a temple. And that was a big wake up for me where I went, whoa, I am really living outside of my body and really just sort of, you know, yeah, disassociating. And so finding that training, I really brought me back into my body and living in my body and, you know, welcoming that somatic healing. And um, yeah, so it's, it's it sounds really- like a deeper level because it, it sounds like you've been in your body. You, you know, right? there's just another level of it yes. because you, you can't do what you've it's done very, without very, being very, in your body. Yeah. I mean, and it's sort of a figure I am, I'm very attuned to my body as a dancer for sure. But there uh-huh. is, a, there was a disconnect that I think that happened to push through pain, to push right. through, you know, physical injury or mm. exhaustion or, you know, those sort of things mm. where you're, your body, like is you're you're using your body as this athletic tool for your, right. to, for your living, for your livelihood. So this, that Nia is a finer, uh, a finer place, a, a conscious place of, of where your body is. I really feel that was my experience. And, yeah. uh, you know, not everybody might get dive in so deep, but I needed it. And that's what I did. And it has made yeah. me a stronger dancer and a stronger teacher. And um, it, it's wonderful. So I would recommend liter- the white belt to anybody about it's the art of sensing. Now the brown belt, or no, I rather it's the blue. There's the green belt, which I also just finished, which is the art of teaching. And then there is the brown, no, the blue, the brown, and the black. And I'm not that far yet. So <laughs> they'll offer different teachings, but they are, you know, the art of communication, the art of, and um, and then there are even, you know, different degrees. I think that you you can, there's like a second degree brown belt and second degree Wow. You can keep learning in this. Yeah. Yeah. My only only disappointment is, man, I wish I would have found it sooner. (laughs) Ah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I can, I can relate to your process because I, I learned this, I had this injury and then I went into this and I found that and eventually found my way way inside and, and found what, what I truly needed to be doing. And, and I can so relate to this story that you have. Is it, do you, do you have Feldenkrais te- technique training? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a four year training, which really changed my Hatha yoga. Oh, yes. A lot. And 
It also helped me to understand meditation and go into that a little bit deeper. So I have, uh, I've had that journey and along with the pain, which is some, you know, I've always, I've always felt like I had to push through everything and get it done and work 14, 15 hours a day and seven days a week, uh, that whole story. But no, I'm, I've slowed down. I know how to sit still now. Yeah. Yes. Good. It's important. And there we are back to presence, right? Like, yeah. And and you know, I never get bored with myself. (laughs) I just (laughs) never get bored with myself. This is endless things I can listen to in there and uh, enjoy. (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. what else would you like to add for us today, Laura? What do, what do you have that we've left out that? Yeah, I, you know, I am starting, I, I, um, I'm just uh, excited to be on this journey and, and, uh, you know, sort of this recentering of, I turned uh, 52 this year, which is my. Congratulations. You know, thank you. The, is a sacred year, 52. And uh-huh. um, it's been a really magical one and really, um, you know, all the silver linings of, uh, the difficulty that I think we've all been through. Um, I'm just really excited to be on the other side and have a, a clearer vision. And I hope other folks are too. And certainly if they want to join me and taking, I'm going to start offering some online classes and oh, I can share yes. that information with you. Um, please, please do. Uh, go I'll ahead. set up yet, but perhaps you can, you can add up, uh, you can yeah. add information for folks. Uh, do like. we have a way to, for people to reach you for, Sure. Yeah. You yeah. can just um, e- certainly email. You can do e- Ophelia at OpheliaFlame.com. And it's O-P-H-E-L-I-A. Okay. I'll make sure that goes on um, yeah. on our sending when we send things out. Um, yeah. Happy to and, answer any uh, questions about I- burlesque or Nia or anything just to chat. I always okay. love meeting new friends. Questions about any of those things. Oh my goodness. Your, your box is going to be full. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for this lovely inspirational moment you've given us. It's been delightful and, and I really want people to check in and see the, the colorful photographs done by spectacular, um, uh, photographer and videographer. You have a good vi- videographer as well. So I really, really want to thank you. My and pleasure. Join us for- again sometime when you have classes going. I would love to hear more about how you uh, deal with the breath through all of that. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see you throughout your whole life from the time that uh, before you were born, that your mom taught you all about breathing and and how to be calm and and all of that and that definitely shows as a, as a 52 year old you look more like a 25 year old well flattery will get you everywhere darling oh good good i hope <laughs> yeah i need lots of people signing up for this in the mail <laughs> contact us now <laughs> awesome having me well thank you I'm going to let people know now to uh, to uh, please subscribe to masterthepause.com and stay inspired as you two find your breath. 
two times a month, you'll be notified of new inspirations from my guests. Leave your comments and ratings as well as uh, what you learned. We always want to know about that. And uh, tune in to uh, the Patreon as well under Master the Pause. And sign up for your notifications soon. Thanks again, Laura Libby, Ophelia Flame. My pleasure. All the best. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.